This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today is Saturday, so Lindsay's with me. It's the best day for you, isn't it, babe? Yes. That's right. But it's not really Saturday. It's Monday. It is. But we have to get ahead of the game because we have a full week, and I'm going out of town on Wednesday. So actually, Saturday, I will. No, I'll be back. Yeah, we never actually record our episodes on a Saturday. No. That's okay. But I like to include you as you're listening and uh, painting this picture that it's Saturday and that we're like welcome you, welcoming you <laughs> into our home. Like, yeah. welcome, come. It's happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, folks. <laughs> little, little happy trees with Bob Ross. That's Saturday right. mornings. Man, I used to love watching him. Yeah, I liked his afro. Oh, no, I just liked his paintings. Like, in my head, I was convinced I could do that. You could. You just had to watch and follow exactly. along. Exactly. Exactly. Little, little a happy little tree over here. Wants to be. I loved him. That's it. And Luke Perry died today. Luke Perry did die today. He had a stroke. He had a st- 52 years old. That's insanity to me. Yeah. I mean, that's super young. And I, he was he my favorite? I think I was a Brian Austin Green fan. I was definitely a 90210 fan. I watched every episode of that show. So Luke Perry went to Kurt and I's um, junior, or yeah, junior high. Oh, really? Middle school, yeah. Good looking, good looking guy. Yeah, huh? Very sad. He's got a family, too. I think he's got, well, his children are adults, but still awful. And, and the lead singer of Prodigy died. I don't know what that is. Firestarter? Oh, you lost me, babe. Oh, man. We're going to play that on the way home. Oh, jeez. Be super. Good thing we drove separate today. Super amped up. I'm going to call you and leave it, <laughs> leave it on. <laughs> now that we've talked about current events, which we never do because, admittedly, I don't really give a shit. I was scrolling through Facebook prior to getting set up. Because I am fucking exhausted and don't really want to record this podcast today. <laughs> we sat down and he's like, "Man, I don't, I don't feel like doing this today." It was a. We discussed this morning how the weekend went by way too fast, and we didn't get really a big reset. If you're from Columbus, Ohio, or you're a fitness fan, you know that the first weekend in March is always the Arnold Sports Festival weekend here in Columbus. And Ryan and I attended our fifth one together now. And really, it was way different than any Arnold we've ever been to in the past because this year, you're not pumping drugs and pumping iron. You just don't give a shit. So That's true. <laughs> That's very true. So we, Last year, I wasn't either, though. No, last year, you weren't either. But I feel like you- Some on my abscess. Yeah. yeah. You, had just, you had just healed from your abscess. But you were also not quite totally out of the bodybuilding scene as far as- how you trained like you were just getting into boxing right after your abscess remember mm-hmm. so functional training how you're lifting now was not really in the story it was more still bodybuilding lifting yeah and, and a lot of our friends that we're fortunate to have made over the years have kind of grown through into another season of their life yeah right and so they're not coming to town as far as professional athletes and things like that people that we've just you know hold in high regards yeah Great friends of ours, but they're, you're right, they've moved on to and not competing this year, and so we're not going to see them in our normal weekend. So really, like, we spent Saturday at the Arnold, but... Well, we say that. I mean, we got down there at 1230, yeah. and we were done by 330. <laughs> like, we we spent, we spent three hours fighting It just crowds. was a blown weekend. Either way, the whole point of that was that neither one of us feel quite rested today. No. Unfortunately, I believe we've clued you in before that typically we sit down in the office, we'll Look at each other and say, what the hell do we, we talk about today? Yeah, we wing it. And Lindsay, being a little more of a planner than I am, like by a lot, <laughs> as I'm sitting here scrolling through Facebook, seeing 
lead singer prodigy died and luke perry and all this stuff <laughs> i look up i'm like please tell me you got something to cover today i got you babe and she <laughs> this this woman has a notebook with her with questions that are written down yeah so these questions come from just people right random messages we get listeners well, no, and time out you jacked them from a podcast i well i jacked them kind of it wasn't a, t- a whole podcast They're which podcast you jack them from which one honestly i don't know come on i don't know wing it really i have no idea so like, you just randomly you listen to podcasts now and i don't know about it that's right no honestly it's a mix there's two in here that came from a podcast and the rest of them were listener stuff people that have messaged me about stuff which podcast which i don't know why do you Man. keep asking me that like because i'm gonna I'm magically s- come up with an answer when i think of one i'll tell you it won't be on air but i i'll have to look at my Google search history. I don't know. I'm super big on paying credit where credit is due. I I would love to give a podcast shout out, but I have no idea where this came from. Mm. Sorry. (laughs) Rule number two. Details matter. That's right. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not complaining now that I have a list of things, but. No, so in time out, for those of you that don't know what that is, I have my own intensive event. That we're in the process of going down. Yeah. And so there's there's things and there's like there's a lot of yelling in our house right now. Not at each other. No. Right? At the at the participants. There's things that I have to rattle some cages. And it's hilarious to me that these messages have been spoken out loud so often in the house that my wife now knows what rule number two is. And Gianna probably knows what rule number two is. <laughs> I bet if Roman could talk, Roman knows what rule number two is. Details matter. But that's true in all areas of life. The details matter. They do, and they escape almost all of us. Yeah, for sure. Like so, me with the podcast. Yeah, what's the first question you got? So the first question is, in a relationship, how do you handle each other's need for space? So with me, it's really easy as far as it pertains to you. Yeah. Right? I feel like your space is found at the barn. And maybe throughout some days of the week, right? We, You and I have an agreement or an understanding, I guess. On which days you plan on coming to the office, which days you can do stuff from home. I can't say I really check up on you when you're not around to know where you're at or what you're doing. So I just assume some of the stuff you're probably doing for yourself, right? Like (laughs) I don't, I'm involved, but only to the point that I need to be involved. So I know that you ride horses at least Tuesdays and Thursdays and one day on the weekend. If everything goes the right way. Right. I feel that's your own time and space. As far as inside the house. It's probably a little strange, potentially for you as you're listening. I don't want space from her in the house. Yeah, me neither. But like, I'll do my own thing. I'll read books or I'll be in the office or, you know, doing the stuff that we do. But inherently, I'm not like, stay the fuck away from me. Right. Not very often. I mean, last night I was grumpopotamus at you. Why were grumpopotamus me last Just night? Just grumpopotamus in general. Yeah. Anniversary miles dying, being tired and like, yeah. feel my energy was all off. But even yeah. then, we still sat on the couch for a while. Yeah, you got real frustrated with Roman because he was running around and he wanted to play. And you were just like, man, fuck you. Sit down. <laughs> you were not having it with him last night. It's all he's, right. He's a little dick. <laughs> he just he has no playmate anymore. Like no. those guys used to wrestle 24 hours a day and he has no one now. So I've been wrestling with him at home, but he likes to wrestle with you because you're much more fit to wrestle with him than I am. Because he, bite, he, he bites me, like play bites me one time, and I'm like, damn it, Roman. And then he tucks his tail like, I'm sorry, I'm just playing. 
but whatever. So what about you? What so, you do for me? So I think, I mean, in general, I think when people ask for space, um, I find that if you have a reaction from your significant other that's like they take it personally, then that's a f- reflection of something that's inside of them. And I know I struggled with that in previous relationships. Like if somebody would be like, no, I just want to go do this by myself or I'm going to head over to this or I'm not going to come home because I'm going to go and do that, whatever it might be, instead of having self-awareness enough within myself to realize that that was not something that they were saying I don't want to spend time with you I just need some time for myself like to clear my own head or do my own thing or whatever I would take that personally and that was just solely a 100% reflection of insecurities within me and over the years like before I met you I'd worked through that stuff where I just didn't really care I realized that I needed my own space and so that in turn would mean my significant other would too so with you I don't think you personally hold enough time and space for yourself. Not on a consistent basis. So when you say something like, I would like to go do X, Y, or Z, I kind of want to have like a little cheerleading stand for you and be like, go do it, babe. But I don't, I mean, I I don't care that you want to go and do things by yourself sometimes. I think that's great for you. You take on so much of everybody else's energy all the time with clients that I know at some point you need a reset that's just your own Ryan headspace. Yeah. So like I'm that maybe that's a more difficult question for others, but not for me. Go do you. Everybody's got to have that time. Yeah, I think so much of that comes down to the trust. Right. right. Well, that's what I mean. Like it's a it's a it's a re- how you react to that question when your significant other asks for space is a reflection of your own internal insecurities if you're not comfortable with that. Yeah, I've had a great client that has shared some things with me about dynamics inside of a relationship that they have. And it becomes very apparent as their partnership keeps evolving that when one of the two pushes at the other, it's not actually because of the one that's being pushed on. It's because of the one that's pushing. Mm-hmm. It's like needing space. I certainly in past relationships when I was being unfaithful and asshole – Call me whatever you want to. Like, all of it was true. Like, <laughs> it would have made me feel super, like, nervous if the pattern was being shifted and where I was no longer in control of the variables. So if somebody would have said, like, hey, I need some space. I'm going to go do this. I'm like. But where are you going? Because I don't want to show up at the same place with the other girl that I'm seeing. Yeah. Or yeah. Who, who are you going to see? What do you mean, what do you, mean you want to go by yourself? Right. What do you got going on? Because you have that internal reflection. Like, I'm being an asshole. So, of course, you're going to go and turn around and be an asshole. 100%. Yeah. And that usually happens, right? The The person that's cheating is usually the one that accuses the other one of cheating first because how you're treating somebody is a reflection of what's going on internally of you, with you. Yeah, I was solid at that. <laughs> you wanna, I'm going to drop an ebook course on how to deflect your own shit onto somebody else and make them feel <laughs> bad for it. Got at least a master's degree in that, if not a PhD. So no, that was a long time ago, but certainly – yeah, that shit didn't work on me. No, it, it was it was really never to that point with you and I though. I don't ever remember like one or two times with your ex husband. Mm. Rob, that was a that was a real tangible scare for me. If anybody was going to make it be that you and I wouldn't be together, it was going to be staying in the family unit because of Gianna. Right. Now, that wasn't like an actual like, oh shit, we can't have this. <laughs> this is the only fucking guy's got a chance. It's not me. 
<laughs> and not even because she really wants to go that path because she's too... It's familiar. Yeah, too stuck in her head about messing up a family. Right. Yeah. I said, though, I didn't make you feel guilty another time. Mm-mm. You go out with your girlfriends all the time, and they were all types of debauchery going on. <laughs> not for me, but yes. Probably not, but even if it was, more power to you. You didn't get caught. <laughs> nope. Congratulations. High Smooth. five. Smooth. I'll write my own ebook. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, never did that. All right, next question was, how do you work through difficult moments as a couple? <laughs> it's communication. We've we've hit this a thousand times before on a million podcasts. It never gets old. If you're having a difficult moment, you've got to speak about it because swallowing it, as, as an example, this morning, we're getting ready this morning, and Ryan makes his bulletproof coffee, and he makes his smoothie and he makes all this stuff. And yesterday I had whirlwind cleaned the whole downstairs because I didn't want to go into the week on Monday with shit everywhere, right? We were gone most of the weekend. I had an hour or two that I was by myself because he was boxing. I had come home from riding and I was like, I'm already dirty. I was going to clean the house. So everything was clean. We came downstairs this morning. And this guy is getting ready for the gym and he's going to walk out the door and there's like a blender and two blenders and a coffee thing and a bunch of shit sitting in the sink. And for a hot second, I was going to swallow it and just start cleaning it up. And then I was like, you know what? Nope, because I will get pissed later if I don't say something now because my job is not to clean up after him. So I just said, do you think you're going to plan on cleaning this up before you leave, sweetheart? I was 100%. (laughs) Not what are you what doing with this stuff here? Yes. I'm in the pantry getting some stuff out. And all of it, are you, you leaving this shit in the sink? <laughs> you leaving this here? You, what are you doing with this is what I said. So yeah. What are, you, what are you doing with this? I'm putting it in the dishwasher. Yeah, you put it in the dishwasher, which took you an extra 15 seconds. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been such a long day for me. What the fuck was the question? Oh, my God. How do you work through difficult moments as a couple? Jesus. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Oh, decision fatigue is so real today. So from my side and what I encourage people that come into my life to do is to become an active listener instead of trying to process just to be heard and then wait for a response. Mm Mm-hmm. So I found with a lot of couples that I work with, right? I mean, not everybody that I work with is a couple, but someone's on one side of that equation is they will share with me, like, my partner just doesn't hear me. They don't, like, it's like I'm not getting through. Oh, yeah, I hear that a lot too. And so then I always ask, are you saying something in a clear emotional state where there's a high possibility of you actually being heard? Like, if you are in the midst of a disagreement, we don't have to call it a fight, right? You're just... The emotional energy is high charged. The likelihood of you being able to say something in a calm manner or receive something in a calm manner is far less. Oh, for me, it's like zero. Right. So what I encourage people to do is just to stop for a second. Right. Like I'll do it. I'll take a deep breath. And it normally pisses you off for your own reasons. But I know in that extra three seconds of breathing, that's enough headspace for me to not like I'm not snap at me. Well, I'm not reactionary at all. It's like, okay, what do I want out of the situation? Well, I want to get my point across, not to change your mind, but I, I got to say what's in my mind. Mm-hmm. But I got to say it in a way that can be heard, so that doesn't mean I have to raise my voice. It doesn't mean I have to talk more rapidly. It doesn't mean I have to be crass or curt to you. You just here. 
Here's what it is. And I think typically that works pretty well, right? Because too often we just want to react because our emotions are hurt, our feelings are hurt. Mm -hmm. And I never encourage someone to not process their emotions. I think we've spent almost 35. The majority of my adult life, even adolescent life, I was not taught how to process emotions. You just don't really talk about them, but they exist. And so it's having this called internal check down system to be able to be real with the emotion that goes on and why is it present and then do something about it, then talk about it and then find an answer that makes you feel good. It's a really easy way to work through stuff like that. I like it. Solid answer. It is a very solid answer. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I'm humble. humble. Humble too. All right. Things that annoy you most about each other. Oh, for I mean, yours is easy. You leave the flipping dishes in the sink when it's so easy to just put them right in the dishwasher and you never put away your laundry. It's the most annoying things about you, which you don't have any personal habits I find annoying. Like you don't chew your food too loud and you don't like pick your teeth funny or, you know, you snore. But I'm just, that's just, that doesn't annoy me. I just put some earplugs in and continue sleeping. But yes, the the dishes in the laundry, it's awful. Hmm. That's it. That's it. Really? That I mean, you don't have you don't have any personal habits that I'm just like, "Oh my god, if he does that one more time, I'm going to punch him in the throat." Huh. Mm-mm. Okay. But god god forbid it would kill you to put away your laundry. And when I say like put away the laundry, I mean, like, I do all the laundry in the household. I fold it. I put it in the basket. And I take the basket upstairs. I set it in our bathroom, right by the closet. And then he just proceeds to live out of the basket. But if he can't find something and it's at the bottom of the basket, he'll take all of it out and set it all over the landing of the bathtub. Like, we have a built, built-in built corner bathtub in our bathroom. And he'll just set it everywhere. And there's literally just shit everywhere. Socks falling over into the bathroom, t-shirt piles or whatever, just so he can get to whatever pair of shorts he's looking for at the bottom of the basket. And then it'll just sit there. So like it's right next to the closet, but the clothes, the clean clothes are everywhere over the, the whole corner. That wouldn't be a problem if some dumbass didn't put the shorts on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Just put that shit on the top. Oh. Make it simple. Oh, you're trying to get it tonight, aren't you? <laughs> Always. Always trying to get it. Jeez. Oh, help me. I know some woman listening to this has the same internal angst about her husband with the clothes or the dishes. I mean, for as far back as I can remember, right? I moved out on my own. I was 17, maybe 18, right? I was still in high school. Like, I would do laundry. I would wait till the basket gets full. <laughs> I would then take the basket. I would then dump it in the washing machine. I'd then move it from the washing machine to the dryer. I'd bring it back to the basket. And I would just take my shit out of the basket. You didn't even fold it? Very often, no. Um, did you iron it then? Because I, mean, I feel it, like it, I pull it out of the dryer and just like gently fold it and then it's not all wrinkly. Gently as compared to aggressively fold it? Is there an aggressive folding no methodology? No corners. No hard corners. Yeah, you just like, it's like an overlay fold. There's no sharp corners to make major creases in the warm laundry. 
See, when you don't fold your laundry, <laughs> you don't have to worry about any of the shit you just said. Curse laughing like, the fucking I need another woman in here to validate my, my opinions. Well, and then that just, as life progressed, I was able to buy more clothing when I would have clothing that was still in the dryer. Right, so I just kept adding. Yeah, the beautiful part is we have 40 piles of 40 t-shirts a piece. That's not an exaggeration. The man has 300 t-shirts that are stacked up in the closet, but he only wears like the 12 to 15 that rotate through the laundry basket. Well, we're at a unique, I'm at a unique place in my life. Oh, yeah, he watched his minimalist show, and now he wants to get rid of everything we own except for the clothes on his back. <laughs> Help me. I mean, I can... I'm going to come home one day, and he's going to fucking Marie Kondo our entire house. I don't know who that is, but it sounds right. <laughs> Jesus. Well, if it, it doesn't bring you joy, throw it out. That makes so much sense to me. I mean, I went through this massive accumulation where my validation for what I had done in my life was all based around material possessions. And even before seeing this random minimalist show on Netflix, right? It's a documentary, somewhat fascinating to me. Like I'm, I already felt the pool to like in our walk-in closet. I have shirt after shirt, after shirt, after shirt that like, I'll never wear these things. Like mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Like it's not about fashion. It's not about what's cool. Like I have shared, and I was trying to do this last year at this time, right? I had 14 different iterations of the same T-shirt. And I'm like, let's make it easy. I'll just grab one to the gym. I'll grab another one. And then life progresses and ideas change. And now it's more, I'll call it, it's a Lululemon, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'm not in that. I'm like in a bullshit old Navy shirt or something today. <laughs> but I just need really like seven of the same fucking shirts, 12 pairs of socks, a bunch of pair of underwear, and like just keep rotating in and out. I know, and I caught on when you came home from Lulu and you had the same shirt, and it was I, it was the third one. And I was like, honey, you realize you're buying the same one every time, right? I'm not a complete dumbass. Well, I mean, I was just checking because I've never seen anybody buy three shirts on three separate occasions. It's all the same thing. It's not even like you had the same shirt in eight different colors. It's the same shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I want to eliminate the number of decisions that I have to make that are pointless. And like sitting in there looking at my clothes, like, what am I going to wear today? Kind of nicely. Who the fuck cares? Like, I'm, I'm, I'll trump up my ego for a second. I look good or I look as good as I'm going to look in everything that I wear. Like, yeah, you do. It's, it's not, it doesn't change percentagely based off of am I wearing a gray t shirt today or a blue t shirt? Right? Like, do you want to jump me anymore if I'm in one color or the other? No. I just want to jump you all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> And I appreciate that, but it's like all these things that just trap us, right? Like even shoes, right? I love tennis shoes. I've oh, loved man. tennis shoes for a long time. I haven't bought new shoes for No, as a matter of fact, time. I bought you a new pair of shoes for Christmas and we took them back. Yeah. Did you buy another pair to replace them? Nope. No, because they didn't have the ones you wanted in your size. Yep. yep. Like it's just, it just at this place where I, I'm finding that the material stuff, right? I've went and looked at watches 12 times. Not bought one. Like it's the things that used to matter to me are mattering so little now. Like even I know we've discussed it before, but as we talk about building a house or what that could look like, we used to have this or I used to have this thing of, man, I got, we got to build this seven, eight, nine thousand square foot like palace. Right. You got to have big piece of land and you got to have this, you know, multi-tiered structure and all this stuff. Right. I got to be able to make sure that anytime people come over, 
they realize that we've made it. And I started thinking, okay, we've lived in the same house for five years. We've had, other than your family and my family, Miles. Yeah, a handful of people. Not a lot. Yeah. We live way out too far. Yeah, we usually meet in the middle with friends. It's just not relevant. Right. Then you look at where we actually spend our time. It's the home office, mm-hmm. the laundry room, the kitchen. <laughs> I spend my time. Yeah, you spend your time there. It's, it's like that's like the, the black hole. I stay away from there. <laughs> <laughs> but the kitchen, the, the family room, our bedroom, Gianna's bedroom, and then probably one additional bedroom. Yeah. And the bathrooms. We use the bathrooms. Yeah, sometimes. And it's just, I don't know. I've went through this change where I'm not solving for material stuff so much. I can't really explain it either. Hmm. I like it, baby. But, but the, you have to answer the question. About what? What's the shit I don't like about you? Not that you don't like. That's harsh. <laughs> that you find annoying. Oh, because that's different. The delivery is different. Yeah, the delivery is low. The things that you find annoying about me, like little habits or something. The amount of stuff that's in the bathroom for you, right? Mm-hmm. All the makeup stuff, like I'll clean the bathroom from time to time. I have certainly cleaned. You, you're giving me that look. How many times have you traveled and you come home and that stuff is clean? Because I look at it and like your side has makeup powder and the mirror's all fucked up. There's shit everywhere on your side and my side has a little bit of hair from trimming my beard. And so I clean it. That part is enough to probably, if I'm really like trying to pick at something, it used to bother me your reactionary nature to everything. Mm -hmm. That's calmed down many, many times over. Yes. It's still pretty present. Sure. I mean, that's just part of who I am, though. It's how conscious I am of controlling it. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I guess that's probably it. Like, That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you bitch about stuff, but you bitch about stuff that's all valid. I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I guess that's the best ever. It's not really your issue. It's mine. I'm going to play that back someday when I need it. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's it. Good. Well, I'm all right with that. I think we did pretty good on that one. How to love someone when they're having a difficult time. So I don't know whether this means like if they're going through a loss, right? If they're going through a job transition and they're not happy with something, if they're going through an emotional growth period, if they're just having a difficult time is, was the question. I think that's the most bullshit question on this list. (laughs) If you, have well, to, if, you have, if you have to ask how you're supposed to love someone through a difficult time, you're just not supposed to be with them. No, I, I, I agree with that. Like, um, you know, I, I. What in the fuck? I don't know. I can most relate that to, you know, if somebody like uh, the death of Miles or the death of Zeus. Yeah, like, no, I'll, spin, had, I'll spin it around. I'm going to I'm going to cut you off like an asshole. I'm yeah, sorry. But even move. even saying I'm sorry, I'm not really sorry. I just feel no. like my point's more important. Man. It's just truthful, right? When you say you're well, sorry, well, then get you, to your fucking point. What? When you say you're sorry, when you cut somebody off, you're not actually sorry. You feel like you're obligated to say that. So fuck all that. It's probably like when I was basically broke. Oh. Huh. You still love me through that. And that's something that makes sense. Like that was a hard time of you being like, "Well, shit, this guy thought I had some stuff, and all of a sudden he doesn't have anything. Nothing. 
That's a pretty hard time. That was a hard time. How did you love me through that? I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Also a valid answer. In hindsight, I shouldn't have loved you through that, nor the infidelity, but yet here we are. <laughs> here we sit. Got a ring on my finger and your last name in the whole fucking nine yards. <laughs> Jesus. That's right. Oh, Lord. No, I, I, honestly, I don't know. It's because I never stopped to think about it. Right? I never... I never stopped to think about, oh, you know, I should, I, I, I don't know. It wasn't because I, I don't know how to articulate this at all, clearly. But I never stopped and thought about, oh, this guy is a loser. Or he's not going to be able to provide for himself. Or he's, you know, not, it wasn't like you weren't working, weren't trying, we're just a deadbeat and not doing anything. I think that would have been a totally different story. If you were a guy that was just like, I'm not going to do shit. I don't really care. I'm just going to blow money. I'm not going to. I'm an awesome. <laughs> right? Like, I don't care about anything. And I'm not going to look for a job. I'm not going to try to do anything. And just sat on the couch and watched TV and, you know, got fat. I probably wouldn't have stuck around with that because there's no. There's no helping yourself in that situation. But I knew that you had a drive for things. And I learned very quickly that the nature of an entrepreneur was it's either going to be great or it's going to crash and burn. <laughs> like it, well, There's a lot of times in between where you're not really fucking sure when you wake up. Right. Yeah. You're just not sure what's happening. But I got the crash and burn part. I've I never had the like crazy shit clicking and everything's working right part when we were first together. I was to say, what the hell am yeah, I no, doing no, no, now? No, 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 not now. No, when we were first together. <laughs> <laughs> no, does not apply to currently. But I just, I don't know, I just loved you through it because I knew that you could do and be better. Like I knew it was going to be okay because you had a drive to do something. Yeah. Right? You're educated. You're smart. You have a huge skill set in whatever you want to do. That was something I always saw in you. So when something doesn't go the right way and you're broke, okay, let's pivot and figure something else out. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I don't know that I had – we had some crazy stuff when we first got together on your side. Yeah. Like just volatility back and forth with – at that point, certainly not now, right? But as right. – the emotions run high during a divorce. It, there's always things that happen. Right, but that wasn't anything that I was really, it wasn't challenging to me. Like it wasn't hard to quote unquote love you through that. No, I mean, a lot of it wasn't even my doing. It was just there. What are you, what are you, what are you looking at me like that for? I'm just hearing you say that nothing, uh, no, no, no. Uh, most of that was not your doing. That time, like, I'm maybe we're thinking about a different time, but there was an instance where my ex-husband had called the police for zero reason because he just was trying to get you in trouble. And I thought, oh, my God, this dude's not going to stick around for this. Yeah, but I wasn't even there. Yeah, I know. That's what I he mean. He didn't like, call it on me. He called it on you. No, he called it on you because you were supposed to come and pick me up. This is when like the lawyer had told me not to leave the house and my ex-husband not to leave the house and we were going through the filings and trying to figure out who was keeping what and we weren't sure what we were going to do with the house yet and you were coming to pick me up to take me out and 
I had told him that, which he knew. I mean, this was like you and I have been dating for a while already, and we were well into our divorce proceedings. But he called the he called the police saying that you were coming to the house to do something to him because you were a big guy and he was afraid. And huh. so he wanted those things on record because he thought that was going to help him in whatever case he was trying to build, which didn't work. I mean, that again, it's all that nothing is like that now and everybody gets along and it's fine. But it's that reactionary state where emotions are high and you feel like you're losing everything, right? In his mind, like he's losing his wife and his kid and his house and his things and whatever to somebody that's 10 years younger than him and looking like you. Yeah, man. <laughs> Cognitive bias is a real thing. I don't remember any of that story that way. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you also weren't there. Right. Like, I'd, 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 Yeah. Crazy side note. Very first time I picked up Lindsay from her house, old house. She was still living with her ex-husband at that point. In the process of divorce, talking about divorce, maybe paperwork filed, maybe not. Doesn't really matter. No paperwork was filed. I don't know. All I know is I answered. I came to the door. I rang the doorbell and I shook the man's hand and sat in the office and talked to him. Yeah. Very first time. Yep. My man, this is what's up. I mean, I had told him. I was honest about everything. Yeah. Like we started out with a decent amount of communication. Yeah, but he thought. He thought I was going to stay. Like I think he thought I was like. <laughs> You're gonna hit it and quit it. Yeah, playing around, get it out of my system, and then. <laughs> well, and I I remember, which is gonna sound super effed up now, but I remember looking at him at one point and saying like, I hope you learn this in future. You cannot neglect a woman for that long and expect her not to leave you. Like, you just can't. And you can't do it to an attractive woman at all. Because, I mean, like, attractive women will understand this. Everywhere you go, someone says something to you. So there are outlets for anything at any time. And if you're not taking care of your business at home and you've got a woman that wants to step out, she can very easily. Bitches are scandalous. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you're not going to pay attention to me, somebody else will. And I'm not saying that personally, but, like, that's... No, I, I pay attention. I, mean, I got cameras all over the house. I, right. I, I, pay, I pay tons of attention <laughs> to what's going on. But you know what I mean. I, just, I can't believe you didn't remember that story that way. Crazy I'm a forward thinker, really. I guess. Yeah. I mean, whatever happened, happened. <laughs> oh, I'm not, not going to live in the past. <laughs> uh, what else do I have on this list? How did we meet? Everybody knows that. We met at the gym. That's easy. We're not giving that time. Um, what do you feel some of the things that people can do to strengthen their relationship? I feel like that was last week's podcast. Might have been. I don't remember what we recorded. <laughs> Jeez. We, talk, we talked about like the ground level work to building a relationship. So That's probably solid information. Yeah, it's very solid information. If you haven't checked that one out, you should go listen to it. It's good. But as far as strength in your relationship, that kind of stuff just takes time. Time, commitment, communication, listening, yeah, attention. Yeah, consistent check-ins. Yeah. Like if I go back to some our, our first times, 
right? There's obviously, we'll call it the phases of a relationship, right? There's the honeymoon phase or the adoration phase, whatever, where as a man, you're just trying to see the woman without clothes on. All the time, yep. Like women are feeling out our hierarchy to see if we're going to be able to provide and protect them Mm -hmm. before they let us into that part. Like, okay, move that to the side. Once, Once you get through that window of time, whatever that is for you, then there's this part where you really get to figure out if the person's right. Like, see each other without clothes on, whatever, it's going to happen. We're adults. That's like, okay, well, what else is there? Right. And to be able to have the check-ins of, like, the honest conversations of little things. Do you want kids? Right? Like, is fitness important? What do you put in your body? How often do you drink? Like, those things really matter. And we get, I'll just speak to men, right? We see an attractive woman. She looks good with no clothes on, whatever the things are. She's arm candy for us. And we look past the fact of she's, like, whatever she is that we don't like. Right? And so there's two things that go through our head. I can get past this or I can change this. I'll let you in on like a super deep intimate secret. Listen very, very closely. Neither one of those fucking work. <laughs> you cannot change somebody. And you're and not going to ever settle for it. You're not going to settle. Yeah, because it'll eat at you later. You're better just to bring it up, have the conversation, and determine the level of importance you want to give that thing. There's one thing to pick at a scab just because it's there. There's another thing when things actually are going to bother you and they would be a potential deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we were very upfront with each other from the start about children and the potentiality or lack thereof. Yeah, we even checked in on it yesterday, as a matter of fact. It was always like, I don't know. I don't know if it's important to me. I don't, I don't know. So if it was that important to me, it would be inappropriate for me to assume that at one day, because of something I provide or how much we love each other, or how much time we spend, the magic can wake up and say, wow, epiphany day. I want to have kids for sure. I've It's taken me five years to get there. Right. It's not really how the world works, but it's this imaginary world we live in. Yeah. We, if you met your girl and she was, there's only to you men, and it would apply to women. If she or he was someone that wasn't going to the gym, didn't have a healthy lifestyle and had some extra pounds on them, Right. Love you for loving them. Don't care. Not my place to judge. Don't get mad at them when they put on another 20 pounds over the course of the next three years. Right. They had no healthy habits when you met them. It's not their fault. Like Those things don't magically change. No. It's like all these pieces go together. Right? It's not judging. I don't care about No, and somebody certainly can have an epiphany and say, like, I'm going to change what I put on my body. I don't feel well. I'm going to start going to the gym. That's totally different. But Mm -hmm. if... You can't expect that to happen. You can't force that on somebody. You cannot expect that of them. That is any kind of change has to come from an internal place. It's not going to come from an external force. That's right. That is right. But yeah, we we checked in about the kids thing yesterday. I never had, I was never the woman that had that major desire to have children, even from a young age. I knew at some point I would want one in my life. But I knew pretty quickly after Gianna was born that if I was ever going to do two, I could not be a mother of close children. And I probably was going to be one and done. That's not to say that it hasn't crossed both of our minds a million times to have children together because of our relationship and lifestyle and stability and all that stuff. And because it's just us, like that would be super cool. On the flip side of that, the years that I said, I'm honestly unsure. It's not a it's not a hard no, it's not a hard yes. 
it was Ryan's then opportunity to say, well, you know what? It's a hard no for me. So if at any point you want, you think you want to have children, I'm just not ever going to be open to that. Or the opposite. I absolutely want kids. So if you're unsure, maybe we should talk about that. You were kind of like, you've been an I don't know either for <laughs> five years. Yeah. Yeah. I have been. I mean, yeah, that's just the way you, I mean. Let me rephrase this. I knew at some point in life I wanted to play an active role as a father in a child's life so that I could pass forward the things that I had learned. Right. That had massive value and importance to me. I knew that I didn't care if it was a child that came from my own DNA or from another man's DNA, as long as I could make an impact in their lives, that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. And so I get that with Gianna. Right? Like, so there's not this thing of like, oh my gosh, she's not mine. How do like? No, but she she is yours, especially when she's with us. The, the crazy part is, is like she brought home a, a bio. They had to write a bio in school for a book that they wrote. And it'll say on there like her whole name. And it says parent or child of her dad's name, my name, and your name. Mm-hmm. So like she identifies as your kid just as much as mine and her dad's. Oh yeah, and she hangs the the, the oh positive stuff on her so ceiling about cute. how to become a millionaire and why you want to do it and why it's important. Like from the yes. book I got her, like she's as much as uh, of me as I think anybody probably should be. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> She got all the good pieces. She didn't have to worry about the bad pieces. You don't have any bad pieces, right? Unless the kid comes out and doesn't want to put shit away or in the dishwasher. I guarantee they will not want to do that. <laughs> well, it, our our last question was, how do you keep a relationship spicy? Ooh. That's a great question. <laughs> because we don't know the answer. No, how do you keep things spicy after years together? I mean, it's only been five years for us. I feel like that's not that long. It's knowing what your partner likes for me. It's having things be a little more sporadic. It's not losing gender roles as much as that tends to piss people off. I think there's a lot of truth to it. I, I will always believe that women want us to show up and be a man and be the man. Mm-hmm. Like, Here's where we're going. Here's what we're doing. Pick you up. Do the things. Take control. Yeah, and women want you to do, want their men to do things without having to ask them to do things. Yeah. Which I fuck up with dishes and and that stuff, but like the the spiciness, the excitement is just that. And again, I'm going to sound like a broken record on this episode, but we're pattern-based creatures, right? We get lulled into these patterns of like get up on Monday and go to work and do the things and kiss your wife goodbye and come home and eat dinner because she's got it prepared. And like it's just like you just kind of trot along and all of a sudden you look back like, shit, it's been six months and we haven't done anything together. Like that, that's not a healthy pattern to be stuck in for long-term success. I fully realize that you and I get to cheap because every week for at least two nights we don't have Gianna. Right. So we don't have to worry about babysitters or planning or like to just pick up and go. Like right. anywhere we want to, like go. That keeps it pretty exciting. And I know that I'm a random enough person that I keep you on your toes. 
Oh, for sure. And there's always some new thing or, hey, I got this thing or let's go there. Like, I got these people we should meet or, hey, these people come to the office. You want to come in? Yep. Or, hey, by the way, I want to go look at this other thing that we should buy. And then it's just, that's the way it works. Every every time. But, I, I mean, I like that. I'm, Spontaneity I'm, always keeps things spicy. Like, if you plan something for your partner and surprise them with something, that's always nice. Um, but, it, you know, it's just, I think it's about... Your connection to the other person determines how passionate and spicy your life really is. Yeah, and men, you inevitably we're going to get to the sexual part, right? Like, how do you keep it spicy in the bedroom? Oh yeah. Another little secret. You're going to have to get into your woman's mind for a while, right? Like, if you've been playing playing co-pilot, you've been playing passenger and just trotting down through life, and then all of a sudden you're like. I'm going to stop by the adult novelty store. I'm going to pick up some crazy stuff and bam, it's going to happen. <laughs> like you are so fucking wrong. Like across the board, like you might be playing with whatever you bought by yourself and it might be a good time, but across the board, you're going to have to re reignite, you know, stoke that, stoke the coals of the fire a little bit. Right. That does not come from foreplay unless you call foreplay mental connection. Mm-hmm. And not like because you said you loved her in the morning. No, like, no, no. It's gonna take some time. How long? Yes. Like we days, weeks, like depending I mean, on how far off course. Yeah, if you're really off course, it's gonna it's gonna take some weeks to get back to that lane, right? Because women we have trust issues when it comes to stuff like that. We expect something when it doesn't happen, then we usually just shut off and be like, okay, fuck it, it's not gonna work. Like it's they. You stop expecting it, so you stop get dis- you stop getting disappointed, and then you just are numb to it. And so, if something new starts coming around, you kind of have to test the waters a little bit. Like, are we going to trust this? Is it going to go back to the old ways? Like, what's going on here? And when it comes to sex, like we need to have that emotional connection. A majority of women, I don't want a blanket statement that because there's some women that don't need any of that, but a majority of women need some kind of emotional connection to open up sexually and if we're talking you're coming home with a bunch of toys you better have a have a good connection with your partner so that there's some communication about that or a safe word or something just a like, safe word what type of toys <laughs> are you bringing home hey Man. everybody's into something different but you you just cannot bring home the arsenal and be like we're gonna try all these things you probably should have a few discussions about that well, yeah, and in general, in spiciness, right, let's assume that you do have a pretty good relationship, right, and you do just want to spice up the that component in the bedroom. You should feel empowered enough to bring it up, right, yeah. like have conversations beforehand. There's some things that for many people might be off limits and other, like, I'm going to go super obscure. I'm not into this. I'm not judging you if you are, but I'm going to go as far out into the left field as I possibly can to make sure that no one can get misconstrued that this applies to our life. Yeah, I don't know what you're gonna say, but I'm sure it does not. Well, like if if you're into using the restroom on your partner, oh god! If yep. that's just, if that's just something that you're into, if that's mm-hmm. something that is important to you in one capacity or another, you probably don't want to spring that up in the moment. <laughs> I'd like to try wanna, peeing on you. No thanks. You, you probably gotta you gotta really like ease into that over a period of time of like, hey, what do you think if I were to potentially like just start on your feet? Right. Let me just pee on your feet in the shower. Let's see how that works. <laughs> then you can work your way up, right? And, and you can work your way out of the shower. Like work them through a logical closing conversation. 
That's such a salesman thing to do. A logical closing conversation on how to pee on your feet. Unbelievable. Come on. If you all of a sudden, <laughs> after five years, if we're sitting at the dining room table tonight and you say, sweetheart, I really want to pee on you. That is a, that is a non-starter for me. <laughs> if, you, if you say to me, sweetheart, I've been thinking about it. And like, I'd like to try some new stuff. I'm like, what do you want to try? What do you right, you got to ease, ease into it. Like, well, you know, I saw this thing, or one of my friends was talking to me about this other thing. And then it brought me down the thing of doing some stuff in the shower. I'd be like, all right, yeah, shower. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> like, yeah, in the shower, yeah. like, we, we'd do this, that, the other. And then eventually this thing would happen and your feet would be warm. I'm like, my feet, my, I'm in the shower. Why would, why, my, of course my feet would be warm. No, no, no. I'm going to piss all over your feet and you're going to like it. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance there. There's at least a chance. Oh, it's like a, it's like a slow build up to the cell. It's got to be. No, it's just gonna hit him with it right away. I think that's a tough close. I'd like to be on your feet. Maybe, maybe I've always, maybe I've been a closet pee receiver. Then I don't really know. Huh. It. Well, you probably picked the wrong partner for that one. That's come on. If I really wanted you to pee on me, you would pee on me. No. You wouldn't pee on me. Probably not. Are we talking in the shower or just like in? In our bedroom. I mean, probably in the shower. I wouldn't want to be over the <laughs> floor. Know. No, it's just probably hard no. I thought you said you love me. I do love you. Not enough to pee on me, though. I mean, no. I'm not even going to touch you after you pee on me. I don't, under- I don't understand this conversation. Like, nothing about that turns me on, so I don't know it's how to answer It's not for you. This. It's for me, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but, but if, if I'm trying to get someone out of this, too, I d- no, this is only just for you. Every once in a while, it's, just, it's okay to be selfish. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Oh, no. I love you, honey. But, I mean, no. Huh. But, I don't know. I guess we've all got our limits. I just found one for you. Well. I know what I'm doing tomorrow morning in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Something is seriously wrong with you. Well, folks, that's a, that's a nice way to wrap up our segment because I'm out of questions. As, uh, Thank God. I mean, this, this, this episode's went all over the place. Yeah, but that's how it usually rolls with us. It's true. Okay. Well, if you ask questions, you don't pee on your partner. (laughs) (laughs) Do a couple of the other things on the list. If you do have any additional questions or feedback you'd like to hit us with, we'd be happy to answer them. We had a couple requests for doing like a a live Q&A or something, but I don't know how that really works in the podcast world, but we'll just collect questions and we can answer them on future podcasts. We'll hold a Q&A episode every now and then. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, admittedly, if you're on this journey with us at this point, our relationship has to eventually sound super fucking boring to you. <laughs> we don't fight. We don't argue. Yeah. We talk a lot. We generally enjoy being around each other. She fucks around with horses too much. I leave clothes out and dishes in the sink. Yeah. I work too much. You work too much, yeah. Well, I mean, that's... That's really it. We talk all the time. I make sure you feel appreciated. Ditto. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Well, like, I don't know. Maybe, I, we're, maybe we're boring. I don't know if we're boring. It's just I think if I look at every past relationship I had, I just fucking overcomplicated it. Oh, for sure. Every part too. of it was like there's some game or there's some jockeying for position or like I can't talk about this or I shouldn't do that or I wish this thing would change and I don't know how to get her to change. None of that shit worked. Well, of course not. Like, then I find you very candidly like 
not intentional. Well, I guess there was intentionality behind it, but tried to fuck it up. Yes. Didn't fuck it up to the point of no return. And then like took a 180 the other direction. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, things pretty cool. Like, Who would have thought you would have turned out to be a really good husband when we first met? Oh, everybody I ever dated would have said that until they found out I cheated on them. <laughs> dying i was i'm oh, a good boyfriend you are you you were a very good boyfriend you're a very good fiance and you're a very good husband and you're faithful look that, at that right <laughs> and you're faithful i hit the jackpot yeah it's interesting you, you spoke about an instagram takeover yes we're gonna take over my instagram i am gonna take over his instagram i'm like man that's cool i'm like well fuck do i have to give you my phone i'm like well that's cool too I'm like, no, I'll just give you my login to Instagram. I'm like, well, you probably already have it. Huh. But it's because every single password we have in this life is the same. Pretty close. <laughs> it's just like, it's a whole change in what used to be versus what it is now. My life is so easy for me. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, sure, take over my shit. That If you can't give your partner your phone, if you can't just hand it to him, yeah. no fucking passwords. No, nothing. If you can't just hand it to him, I'm going to encourage you to take a time out. Take a little moment of clarity. Delete the shit off your phone you don't want her to see. Or him. Whatever it is. Not judging you. Then make a decision to never have to worry about that again. Because from being on both sides, like the risk is never really worth the reward. And whatever it is, if it's calling you that hard that you have to go back to it, you just shouldn't be with your partner anymore. Amen. Somebody needed to hear that. <laughs> yep. I'm out. I'm going to go pee. You wrap it up. <laughs> and, and we're going to wrap up the, the episode with more peeing conversation because that's just how we work here. Well, we appreciate everybody coming and listening to our craziness today. I hope everybody enjoys their Saturday. And please remember to go out and get shit done.